Today's daf is Chof Aleph in Beitzo. Yesterday we got to the two lines near the top of the page. Rabbi Saba, who was an elder, meaning, well, that's important to mention that because he had chashivas to him, he was an important man. He asked the following question of Funa. An animal which is belonged, uh, which is, is half of it belongs to a guy and half belongs to a Jew. If there's a partnership, we know you can shecht your animal on Yantif to eat, to be Mesamech Yantif, to be Yotzei Simchas Yantif. But can you shecht it if it belongs half to a guy? It's allowed. So he said to him, Why is it allowed? After all, this is half for you and half for the guy. How is this different? We had a machlokas yesterday and the day before. Can you bring the Dharma Dabas to the base of Mikdash on Yantif? And general, the general opinion is that you may not. So, how is this different? Why do you say you're allowed to shecht an animal for yourself that's belonged half to God, half to the Jew? How is this different than the Dharma Dabas, which is also, so to speak, half to you and half to God? And yet we say it's usher because God doesn't need you to bring it today. You could bring it anytime. He said, Dharma Dabas, there's no Kabuah's man. So he doesn't have to, God doesn't want you to bring it today. Okay, you might eat of it today, but so that's like half yours and half God's. Why is that all certain? Why is it half the goy and half the Jews, a regular uh, animal that's not kachim? Why are you allowed to shecht it? Um, so, um, so Rafuna fended him off. He said, oh, oh, look at, there's a bird there. Look at, the, look at the raven flying by. It's a way of changing the subject. He didn't want to answer. He, like, he didn't give him an answer. He like, pushed him aside. Kinafik, when Rafuna went out of the base medrash, Omrlei Rabba Bray, Rabba, the son of Rafuna, said to him, Lavhan Ravavi Sav, I understand. You just pushed him aside that way with like a off the hand, off the cuff uh, answer, which was embarrassing, really. Isn't that Ravavi Sav, isn't that Ravavi the elder, the Mishtabachle Mar Begave, that you even praised him, saying to Gavarabu that he's an important man? So how could you have just dismissed him with such an off the cuff? You know, manner of like you know changing the subject. You know, like you say somebody says to you uh, something, and you just joke, and they say, uh, uh, "How about those Knicks? How are those Knicks doing?" You know, like the change the subject to sports or something else. How could you push this? I'm Malay, Ma'avid. What should what shall I do? Ani Hayom. This this pasuk is quoted. We just had this yesterday in Shir Shirim. Samchuni Bashi shows Rabtuni Betochen. I'm tired out. And it's like a love a person, a lover saying, "I'm knocked out. I'm tired. Please support me with dainty food." and uh, refresh me with apples. In other words, I gave the shear today, it was Yantif, I gave a long shear, it was a long davening, and I gave a shear afterwards, etc. And I'm very tired, I, I just didn't have the strength. He asked me a question that was a very complicated question, I needed a reason and understanding. I just didn't have the strength. I'm sorry, I didn't have the strength, I need to eat something. Time Madhigmar says, what tuck is the reason? What is the difference? Why, when it comes to an animal which is jointly owned, there he says you're allowed to shecht that anyantif, even though half it belongs to the guy. As opposed to Dharm Davis, the answer is Yisrael, an animal which is jointly owned. Half of this animal is mine. I have to eat it. There's, it's impossible. I can't eat the, I can't eat my half of the animal without shechting the whole thing. There's no way you can divide an animal. And in terms of eating it, you got to shecht the whole thing. So in order to eat my half, I have to shecht the whole thing. Avlana Dharma Davos, and here's a little, is a complicated svara. The Dharma Davos, also the shecht miyantif, the kornim kikazachu mishofen gavol kazachu. In other words, the, corn, the, the people who eat it, whether it's the kornim eating, let's say, parts that are true for the coin, and the balim eating 
uh, if it's a shlama, obviously if it's an olu, nobody eats it, but if it's a shlama and darudavadavish, so the Balaam can eat most of the meat, even so he's not eating his own meat. See, the Torah said, you're allowed to cook for yourself. You're allowed to cook for yourself. So, or in everything that's necessary, shechita, cooking, baking, etc., for yourself. Not for a guy. But if the animal is jointly owned by you and a guy, there's no way that you can eat it without shechting the whole animal. In the case of Dharma the Dove, none of it's yours, really. You really, even if you say that, it, that technically that a person, uh, unfortunately, even a person could marry somebody with, it, there's a smart, there's a, there's a machlog, if I cut your column, is it yours or, or is it, mommy Gavol, is it yours? So if it's yours, technically you marry a woman with it, so it belongs to you still. When you sheft it, the food really, all the parts of the animal are God's, so to speak, they belong to God, and you're eating from there. So you're not eating your own, and therefore that uh, Shem said, don't, don't sheft on the Dharma Dabbas on Yantav, don't bring the Dharma on Yantav, bring it after Yantav, bring it before Yantav, no reason to bring it on Yantav, so you're not eating your own. So let's say an animal is jointly owned by a guy and a Yisrael, like we just said, and Rafuna explained there that they asked Rafuna, Rafuna said, what Mashaft me under? Amrlay, it's mutter. In other words, Ravi Sab, when he asked the question of Funa, he says, an animal is jointly owned by a guy and a Jew, can you shechle yantav? So Rafuna said it's mutter. Here also, Rafuna says, Beim Chetz Shenach Vichas Shrom Mutter, the Shach Mikit Shechle yantav. The Efshlik Sai is possible, Shechita, the same Spara, the Gemara explained before and explained Rafuna's Spara. Rafuna had no strength to explain it, but he said, but the Gemara is not, the Gemara explained it, and here Rafuna says the same thing. The reason is because even though it's jointly owned, and I can't, as we'll see, you can't cook for a guy on Yantav, you can only cook for yourself, for Jews, but there's no way to chef it. In other words, let's say, what, what do you do with an animal which is jointly owned? It's half, half mine, half a guy's. So I have to be able to chef those, I can't eat my half either. Now after I chef it, I can't cook the whole thing and cook it for the guy on Yantav, his half is his half. I chef, I, I cook my half, let him cook his half. I can't, I can't cook for him, or bake it, or broil it, or whatever, or, or put it on a barbecue. Um, let's say a dough which is jointly owned also the first, you can't bake the whole dough you could split it see it's a very simple thing a dough if it's jointly owned with me and a guy so there's no reason for me to bake the whole dough cut it in half take it in half give half to him half to me him, let him bake his half but, a, but an animal I can't give him half the animal without shechting it first otherwise my shechita is worthless shechita has to be on the whole animal, not on part of, part of the animal. So there's a difference between the two. To have shalom because in the in the in the kneading process, in other words, when you start preparing the dough, you could then split the split it and give the guy his half, and, and and I take my half. So there's no reason why you have to bake the entire dough that's jointly owned with you and the and the guy. Split it in the dough stage as you're beginning to knead it, and then let him do his half, and you do your half. So he asked this question. Let's say you have dough that was set aside for dogs, like dog food. It was, in other words, it was, let's say, a coarser brand, a very coarse thing that normally people don't eat. Normally you set aside the lousy, like the lousier portion of the brand you, you give for your regard. We're on Daf Chafalov here, right smack down in the middle of the page. So let's say you have dough that, uh, that destined for, for animals. There's mancha, rowan, ochel, and manna, but sometimes shepherds eat it too. In other words, you have uh, food, you have human food, and you have dog food. I don't know if anybody eats dog food today, but probably it's got a lot of nutrients. It might not be bad. I assume in a, in a pinch, people could eat it too. So let's say this dough that was set aside for dogs, after all, it wasn't really a dog food. It was just set aside for them. 
and it was, let's say, uh, you know, not the finest of the flour, if shepherds eat from it, then chayavas b'chalav. If they eat from it, it's regular food, you have to eat chalav. Um, and you can use it for an Erev on Erev Chatzeris on Shabbos. Um, you can also use it for um, a shituf mavui, which is like an Erev for, uh, for Chatzeris. Remember, the, an Erev Chatzeris means several houses together in one courtyard make one Erev. Uh, mavui uh, is where several courtyards together make a shituf. Probably what we have today, the Erev Chatzeris that we have today, allows you to carry in most uh, Jewish towns. Is uh, is based on as more of a sheet of than a than a than an Arab, because you're talking about putting whole areas together. In any case, and you make a motzi You can make a mazimun if you have three people eat uh, bread together. They make a mazuman. and you can bake it on yantif, even though it was set aside for for dogs. You could be also the first night of Pesach when there's a mitzvah to eat uh, matzah. Uh, matzah bread on the on the first night of Pesach. The rest of Pesach, even if you don't want to wash, you don't have to. But on the first night, there's a, there's a mitzvah say to eat, so you can be otzeh. Why do you say over here that you're allowed to bake it on yontif? Why you could split it up? You give half to the dog and whatever is for the dogs and what for the people. The Chinese club It's possible that the entire that the entire dough that you have there is going to be used for human consumption. Why? Because the dogs, you might give them a piece of uh, carcass of an animal instead. They won't have to necessarily eat. They don't all have a full balanced meal of you know bread and meat, etc. You could just throw them a piece of meat on a slab of meat. Oh, yes, that way. But so you're saying here that if you have the whole dough, remember, if you have dough that belongs to you and a guy, you can't you can't bake the whole dough. You have to give them this half first. If you have dough that's for destined for a dog, if people are going to eat from it too, you can bake the whole thing. Why not just separate the dog's portion from the, uh, from the human portion first? <clears throat> so he says, why? Because it's possible that you'll give the, the, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll uh, give the dogs a slab of meat and uh, they won't eat any of it, so it's all for the humans. We can run of Chista Holders, of Chista Holders' concept of Hoel, that since you might be able to give the dogs a slab of meat instead of any of the dough, Therefore, we say that all the dough is roy for people. We learn this. We know you're not allowed to bake on. You can only you're not allowed to bake and cook and set on yantif for yantif itself. Midrash, you could also do it for Shabbos too. But we make an after shiun. But it's definitely also to bake from yantif for the following weekdays. Let's say you did. You get malchus. Rubber main aloka. You get malchus. Why? You don't say hold since it's possible that guests will come on yantif. Since it's possible that the food that you cooked on Yantav, maybe guests will come and you'll feed them on Yantav itself. And therefore, you don't say, he says, you don't say, you don't say, since if, if guests come on Yantav afternoon, you'll give it to them. Therefore, it's also Roy for Yantav right now. You don't say, oh, you say, oh. So you see, Rav Chista doesn't have the concept. We had the other day also, do you say, oh, or not? Rav Chista doesn't have the concept of He says, you get Malchus right away. Because you're cooking for the next day, I guess might come, but they didn't come yet. As long as they didn't come, presumably you don't say ho. If at the end of the day they came and you gave them the food, okay. But if they didn't show up, you don't say ho. Since if guests could come, it's roy, it's roy for now. You don't say that. So here too, why do you say that the bread or the dough that you're making is possibly the the entire portion is, is roy for human consumption? Why? Because you might be able to defend off the dogs with a slab of meat. Don't say since it's possible that you can give the dogs meat. Going to Islain available. It's speaking about where Yidafke has a slab of a carcass, 
uh, carcass, you know, it's, uh, non-kosher meat, the meat that wasn't shechted, which you're going to give to a dog. The body of Shalafaisim and Abel. Speaking about not where it's ho'il, but here you're definitely speaking. In other words, when he says over here, Isis Klovim, Bismanshoron Ochumi Met, if they eat it, and also because you you're going to give the dogs meat, you're not going to give them the dough, then you can cook the whole, then you can bake the whole dough uh, and for, for Jews on, on uh, Yantav. However, however, according to Rav Chista, who doesn't have old ho'il, if you don't have the slab of meat handy here, and you may give the dog some of it. You can only cook the part that's roy for you and not roy for the dog. Now, we'll see this all depends on the concept of can you prepare food for your dog on Yantif. We learned that you can't prepare good. Lachem, lachem means velogayim. Yeah, the other day we had lachem, lachem velolukutim, lachem velolukutim. That was one opinion, that you're not allowed to prepare food neither for non-Jews or for animals. And that's what we're going with right now. You can't prepare food for animals. In other words, you can't go cook or bake or do a malacha. <coughs> That's the concept that we have right now. Rabba, uh, rather Rava, who uh, Rabba, Rabba, who says you don't get malchus because of hoil, so he would say even he could possibly say that even if you don't have the slab of meat handy, you can bake all the bread on yantif, even though it's really destined for dogs. But you may be able to give the dogs um, uh, a meat instead, like you know a, a slab of meat instead. And if you give that to them, then all the food will be raw for humans, and therefore you can cook the whole batch. That's how Rabba would learn. Uh, and that this is all something that, assuming you can't cook for dogs on Yanta. We'll talk more about the Barmina Ravuna. Hani, Hani, Bani, Baga. The people in the valleys, the Ramolayo, Kimcha, the Bechela. When there are certain places, I guess, with the way the, the, uh, the soldiers go, that uh, the people in, the, in these villages or in the low lying valley, when the soldiers come there, it's the rule of the state that the people must cook food for the soldiers. How are the soldiers supposed to get rations? You know, today, supply of food is a big thing in the army, right? So what do they do when they can't get supplies? They rely on the, local, on the locals there. So these people, Malafos, can they bake it for them on Yantif, assuming that the soldiers are going? Can they bake it for them on Yantif? Amrlehu, he told them, and as they asked them, they asked this question from him, answer him, Chazina, you look at it this way, if the soldiers don't mind that if you give some of the bread, some of the stuff that they bake is given to children in Velokapti, they don't mind about that, it doesn't bother them, then every bread that you make is also roy for a yinuka, vishari, and it's mutter. Again, we're going with this concept, you say, oh, since, it's, since if they would, don't mind, you can give them vishari. Elo osir. Now, um, here Rashi points out, polygraph, you can't, see, Rav Chista said before, Rav Chista said before, that if it's half of a goyz and half of Israel, you can't bake it, right? Before we talked about a behemoth, Rav Huna was only talking about a behemoth before, behemoth, he had no other choice. Rav Chista said, yes, by behemoth, I agree. But he said also, Rav Chista says, right? Why? Because you could split it first. That's what he says. Now here, Rav Huna says, that this bread that you're baking for the soldiers, he says, what do Rafuna say? Rafuna said, well, if, if, if the soldiers don't mind if you give something to your Jewish children, then it's okay. Yeah, but it's still it's going to be half for the Jewish kids or whatever the portion is. Some of it's going to be for the Jewish kids, some of it's going to be for the Goyim. So here you're baking bread for the Goyim and baking bread for the Jews. And he says that that's mutter. So here Rashi says, Rav Chis said if it's half, see, by an animal, everybody agrees, if it's half yours and half a guy's, you got to chef that this, you can't even eat one piece unless you chef the whole thing. But by, but by dough, Rav Chis said, split it. Rav Chis says, no, if you're cooking it for both, it's okay, as he says over here. Because he said, can you cook for the soldiers? 
bake or cook for the soldiers. And they said, well, if they don't mind, if the Jewish kids eat from it, then it's okay. If it's only for the guy, you can't. I have a tiny, we learn Maisa B'Shimon HaTemun, there's a story of B'Shimon from Teimam. Shalom Bo Emesh, the base matters. Remember, I pointed out many times that Emesh in the Torah usually just means yesterday. Here, Emesh means last evening, Rashi says. Like yesterday at dusk, yesterday late, yesterday afternoon. So, so, so he didn't come yesterday to the Yeshiva. But Shachar the next morning, Matzah Rav Yudav and Rav Yudav found him. Amalo, they malabas, why didn't you come yesterday to the base matters? Amalo, Balshas Balarenu, there was a uh, troops came to our town. They wanted to plunder the entire city. They wanted to take anything. So we tried, we pacified them. We shechted for them a young calf. And we, you know, we, we gave them to eat. And, they, and we sent them off on their way, right? We got rid of them. They went off for Shalom. So that's what I was busy with last night. Now, this is obviously, we're speaking about when it was on Yantif. That was the whole problem. He didn't come to the yeshiva on Yantif. Right? Uh, and uh, and we, this is what we had to do. Amrlo, so Rav ben Baba told him, Taimani, I wonder, I wonder if your schar, what did you gain by shechting the animal and giving him to eat? So they didn't plunder the rest of your city. You know, they come through, either give them what they want or they'll take the whole thing. You gain that, but you did a terrible sin because you cooked for the guy on Yantif. The says, that itself you can eat for yourself. That's what he told them. What are you talking about? They could have also eaten from it. In other words, if you say, not like Rav Chister, Rav Chister says you can't cook for a Goyen for a Jew, split it up first, you can't cook for them at all. Rav Huda says, no, you're allowed to as long as you can eat from it too. If they don't mind, if you eat from it too. Now, here also, they, these people made a barbecue, the Jews made a barbecue for the soldiers. The soldiers probably didn't mind if they had a flegel or a pulk or something there too, whatever, or whatever it was. It was, a, it was an eagle, not a flegel or a pulk, but whatever it was. He had some food over there. Didn't mind. So, I could have eaten. So, what, why did he say you had such a terrible hefsi, you did such a sin? They could have eaten from it too. On Rav Yosef, eagle trefa, it was a trefa. The animal could not be eaten by the Jews. It had a blemish on it, it had a, a mortal wound. Let's call it a terminal wound. But you could have given it to your dogs, right? So since you could have given it to your dogs, and, and if you assume now you can cook for your dogs, then, uh, then it was right for the guy and for your dogs. So why was it such a sin? The answer is that tonight, it's whether you can prepare food for your dogs. I said only food. Remember, we said, what's the difference between That's the basic idea. That the Torah was matter from this passage. Even on Shabbos, you may not prepare food. But on Yantif, you can prepare food for the simple. All the other terms of carrying, etc., come from that. Lighting fires, all that stuff come from based on that. Since this is the Chol Nefesh, Rabbi Sol, Shamani, I feel Nefesh Mahima. I may think an, a, a, the, the soul of an animal is also included over here. Vimashma, Kenyan Shemr says, Umakin Nefesh Mahima. Even though we say that animals maybe don't have a Neshama like a person has a Neshama, but the Pasuk says, Umakin Nefesh Mahima. We killed it, the soul of, a, of an animal. There's no English word separating Nefesh and Neshama, not a good one at least, right? Whatever you want to call that, the soul of a Mahima. So it says, I might think, meaning, you can cook for your dogs also, for your animals, your pets. Uh, I might think that Tamalomer Lachem, not for you, Lachem Vololoklav, Divrasi says, you may not cook for your dogs. And this goes with the same opinion we had yesterday, 
that said, You may not cook for your dogs. And that was the opinion we had over here of Rav Chista, right? That you may not cook for your dogs, because he said the whole reason is, is that uh, why are you allowed to uh, bake all the food? Because it's really for human consumption. Why? Because you can get rid of the dogs by giving them a slab of meat. But Smashma, you can't cook or bake for the dogs, otherwise it wouldn't be a problem. So over here also, the question was, Rafuna said, Rafuna told them what, that these B'nai Baga uh, may cook for the soldiers. Why cook and bake for the soldiers? Because they might give it to Jewish kids too. But the question, but the problem still is what <coughs> they told him, you can't cook for, um, if you're cooking for Goyim, even though the Jews may eat from it, uh, it's still a problem. That's what the Rav Yudah Baba told Shimon HaTemani. So according to Rafuna, though, you're, as long as a Jew can eat from it, what's the problem, even if a guy's going to eat from it too? So Rabbi El says a Jew couldn't eat there. That's being like a Jew couldn't eat. Rafuna stands his ground that if a Jew can eat from it, it's okay. Even if a guy's going to eat from it also, if a Jew's going to eat from it, because that, like the, that was like the, uh, what he, the, the, the case of the B'nai Baga, where they're cooking for the soldiers and the kids can eat from there too. So why did they complain to Shem? Why did Rabbi Baba complain to Shem to money? Because he says that Jew couldn't eat there because it was trafe. What about giving to his dogs? He all the dogs are also to eat. Rabbi Kiva disagrees. Rabbi Kiva, I'm feeling nefesh, mashma. You may also prepare food for your dogs. What is Can't cook for goyim, but for your dogs it's okay. And therefore, and therefore, he wouldn't hold like Rabbi Rabbi Baba complained to Shimon Tamani. He says, hey, listen, you did a terrible sin here. What did you gain by cooking for the soldiers? But on the other hand, you did an Israel. You're not allowed to cook for them. I, you cook for Jews also, or at least for Jewish dogs. He says, no, there was no Jews there. The Jews couldn't eat the food because it was trafe. And dogs, he said, are, are usher. You can't cook for your dogs either. That was a sin. You, there was that neither the Jews nor their dogs, there was a hatchet to cook for them. And therefore, he complained. But Rafuna stands his ground that if you cook for Goyim and Jews could eat from there too, that's okay. Presumably, he holds a poil also. Rafuna holds a poil, not like he doesn't hold a poil. But Rabbi Kiva disagrees. He says, you're allowed to cook for the animals of Hachilah. So how do you know to include to include the dogs that you're allowed to cook? Nefesh you're included. It says nefesh, nefesh including nefesh of a dog. Why do you exclude going from the word lachem? Maybe maybe it's the other way around. Maybe lachem means maybe include the nefesh of a guy and exclude the dogs. That you're responsible for your dogs and dogs animals under your jurisdiction, you're responsible to feed them. But you're not responsible for the Goyim. Therefore, Rabbi Kiva disagrees. So much of this Gemara that we had on Amad Aleph and then yesterday on the base wouldn't go according to Rabbi Kiva. According to Rabbi Kiva, you're allowed to prepare food like Achille for your dogs on Yontif. <coughs> Meaning cooking and baking, etc. <coughs> if, if that was the only way they could eat, if there was no other food for them, mostly, to most of the time, dogs can eat food which is not properly prepared with malachas. Who says that you may not cook for your dog? How do we give How do we throw even date pits to to the dogs on Yantif? Since you're not, since you don't, there's no, there's no obligation to feed your dogs. You can't prepare for dog food. So if that's the case, the dog food itself is even muktzah. So how do we throw, uh, how do we give them food on them? Since it's Roy, for fuel, you could use it, you know, to make a fire. You can use those date pits and fire for your own cooking. So technically, I wish that's good with dry ones. Dry ones are good for a fire. But what are you going to do with, with date pits when the first 
eat the dates, they're still moist, they're not good, you can't use them in a fire then. In a large fire, they're still good. Now, in a small fire, they won't light. But if you throw them into a big fire, they'll dry up quickly and they'll be used. So that's fine on Yontif, when you can make it, when you can use fuel on Yontif to cook. But Shabbos might come what are you going to do on Shabbos when you're not allowed to cook? So metaltin like a rifta, and as you take them together with some bread, you're allowed to, uh, to take bread and pick up things that are mukta with it. He also special He's not worried about the bazillion of the bread. So he says the only way you're allowed to do it is if you take it with bread. Otherwise, you can't really do it. That's how he says that according to that says Levi. This whole member, what are we speaking about? This Rafuna said that this idea that if you cook for soldiers, if you cook for Goyim, but you could, some of the food can go for Jews too. In this case, the soldiers don't mind if you give some of the food to the Jews. So Rafunu says that if you're cooking for Goyim and for Jews, it's okay to go ahead and do that. This disagrees, this opinion disagrees with the following opinion. You're allowed to invite a Goy to your house on Shabbos. You don't invite a Goy to your house on Yontif. So here, here you're cooking for yourself on Yontif, but we're afraid if you invite a guy to your house on Yontif, you'll cook extra for him. So even though you're cooking for you and for the guy, he says you're not allowed to do that. So, so he says, says, all these people that make the sidurim, seder for people that are non-Jews? Are well, presumably they did the cooking before Yontif. There's other problems involved with that in a second, but 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 yeah, there they did the cooking. Yeah, yeah. They can't cook for you. Cook is a problem, right? but if they're cooking on Yontif, you know, then that's a problem. Because maybe you'll cook more for him. So Rafuna's opinion, you're allowed to cook for a Goy and a Jew, disagrees with the opinion of Shubalevi, who says, listen to this, you can cook for a Goy on Shabbos. Why are you allowed to do it on Shabbos? We'll see. So on Shabbos, you're not cooking. He says, on Shabbos, you're not cooking. So you're not cooking. So if you, you can have a Goy over to your house on Shabbos, there's other problems involved. But if those other problems are, no, are, are not extent, then you're allowed to invite a Goy to your house on Shabbos, but you can't have him over on Yontem. Why? Because of the stuff that's left over in the cup. Remember, if he drinks uh, wine and the stuff left over in, in there's wine, there's uh, there's wine left over. Okay. So the problem is it's muktzah. Since it's probably a problem of yainessa or stam yenam. So then, how you uh, the, the, your your Jewish waiter is going to now have a problem of muktzah picking up the cups? Shim shirakosis. If you're worried about shirakosis, yochadidah nami. Our kosas are also, after you've drunk in them, they're mukta because it's disgusting, it's, it's dirty, they're, they're soiled. She says, Didan chazlan tanagolim, it's not soiled, but it's still roy to give the wine to your animals, whatever. You can give theirs to the goyim, you can give the goyim's wine also to the tanagolim, so here the Gemara's answer is, the two is sir Theirs is asr because it's possibly yayanesach. So still, even though it's also behind and therefore, of course, you're not having a gnaw, but it's, we're trying to say the problem is you're not going to have a gnaw from it. So you don't have a gnaw, but why can't you just throw it out then? Why, why is it a muktzah? Why can't you then pick it up with the cup? So you're not having a gnaw from it. You're just taking it up, taking it over to the washer, taking it out to the garbage. You're allowed to pick up, let's say, a, these little shovels, these shovels that had ashes on it, like, uh, like from a fireplace, Ag of Kitme, because of this, they, they, what they used to do is they used to prepare dirt and ashes before Yantaf or Shabbos to throw on any dung or any soil things that would happen in the house on Yantaf or Shabbos. So you're allowed to pick up the shovel 
that has the uh, ashes because the ashes alpha the eco them, even though the shiver hates them, which have no good purpose. They don't. Uh, they're muktza. Yes, the hasam obviously are none of that. Sanis are no hachis are none of. Here it's asubarno. When it's asubarno, they they made a greater degree of muktza. Rashi says. Rashi says umuktzetve like lashon hachi sura hanan and umuktzetve. The rabbi said that it's more of an umuktzet set aside, therefore we don't allow. So we have a difference of opinion. One says you can't invite goyim on because you might come to cook for them, and that's Rabbi Shuba Levi and Rabbi Yaakov would agree with that too. And this disagrees with Rufuna says you could cook for goyim if you're cooking for Jews at the same time, but Rabbi Shuba Levi disagrees with Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Levi says you may invite goyim over to your house on Shabbos because you're not going to cook for them anyway. Rabbi says you can't cook for them anyway, but you can't cook for them why? Because the wine that's left over uh, will become asrbanan. Now it could very well be, let's say you don't serve wine, let's say you serve diet coke or something with your, with the your meal or coke, right? Whatever you serve, right? And you serve coke with them, so there's no wine. Maybe then, then he would maybe agree that uh, in those days that was the drink. You either had wine or you had nothing. So uh, you know they didn't have plain water. Was dirty usually, right? And wine was wine covered up all the problems. So an Astan meal had wine and uh, make kiddush, whatever. Maybe you assume in Shabbos you can have kiddush anyway. There's going to be wine at the table. You can't have going over. This is really a continuation. It's like a tuna. Why can't it be a graf? is like a, a shovel uh, of, um, of dung. Special luck, even though dung is muktza. But in order for Simchus Yantav for Shabbos to be disgusting, the smell in the house, you're allowed to take a shovel and pick up the uh, a shovel that was made for that purpose, like a chamber pot or something. That, that, Hooper's scooper. Hooper scooper, right. Hooper scooper, right. <laughs> The plastic on it, everything. and and you're allowed to pick that up. You're allowed, to, you're allowed to, even though that's muktza basically, but you're allowed to because otherwise it's just it's it's uh, you know covered up brias. So why can't it be allowed to grafshrei amalei v'chiyosim grafshrei lechachila? And a chanavim grafshrei is if there's dung, the animal went, the baby went. You have no choice. You're not planning for it. You got to do something. So you take the shovel and you take it and you throw it out of the house. Here we're talking about lechachila. Can you invite the goyim over to do that? of going to a house and you know they're going to wind up with a, with a cup of uh, some wine's going to be left in the cup and now you have to get rid of it and we say it's muktza why can't it be even even something that's muktza we allow it to be taken out if it's terribly disgusting that's bidiyavad you know the kid may the dog may what are you going to do but you can't do that Adbei Rabba Lamashmuel Rabba accompanied Mashmuel Vidorish and he gave the following drush he said you're allowed to invite a guy on Shabbos like the first opinion of Yeshua ben Levi, so he well like the first opinion. You're allowed to invite the guy in Shabbos, and he's not concerned about the uh, the wine. Again, what's left over there, whatever the reason is, he's not concerned about it because they'll drink it up, or because a small amount that they left in there is not davodazara, or because it's not so mukt, it's not as bad. It's no different than getting rid of these other things, like you say, like even they taking the brazier, the brazier, or whatever it's called, with the with the ashes on it, like uh, uh, the scooper of the, you know, like in a fireplace, you have those little shovels, that's what those things are, those. So you're allowed to do that, so he says, you're allowed to do this also. When a guy would come over to them on Yontif and stop by, ring the bell, if you like, if you, if, look, you're, you're invited to come in, but we can't cook anymore. If you're satisfied with what we have prepared for us already, you know, you're fine. Muta. Imlo, we can't do extra work for you. We can, that's against our rules. So that's what happened. In other words, they, you see that the, even though we said you're not allowed to invite, says so you can't invite. You can't invite. Let's say they just show up. Some people just show up, right? They don't, they're, they're not invited. We had an Irish, an Irish mailman 
Yeah. Just to knock on the door, you have Chol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You love Chol. Yeah. Kurt, you sit down with Kurt, us. Thirty years from now, yeah. some kid's going to be listening to this year. And he's not going to understand what you're talking about, that they had mail delivery on Shabbos. That's like, right. what are they talking about? What, even in, in America, they deliver mail on Shabbos? They used to know they wonder what mail is. They wonder what mail is. Yeah, right? When our kids were, were, were in camp, you know, he'd knock on the door, he says, you got, you, you got a letter from Lisa, I know you want to see it, open it up. He'd open it up, because he knew we wouldn't open it up. The guy was great. Yeah. Of course, uh, Kurt gave him a big uh, gift on Christmas. Day. <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy. He drank Irish whiskey. And, happy. and you said happy Easter to him. Today is Easter. You know that? Yeah. So, so we, we let him. Anyway, so the point is, even though you can't invite him, but he just showed up, right? If you showed up, he that's showed what you do. So you showed up, so you tell him, listen, you can have a piece of but I can't cook anymore for you, right? Even on Yontif, let's say he came by and was new, was Yontif, they knew when all the holidays were, right? So they, they come by and they. And, you can't cook any more for them. That was what they did. So they didn't invite them. If they showed up, they showed up. Now, we know, like for example, today you can warm up water on Yantif, even if you're not using it for cooking. Let's say just to wash a baby or to wash a pizza. Beishamai was always mocked me here more, except for the first mission in the Masechet. You're not allowed to warm up uh, hot water for your feet on Yantif. Ellen can win unless it's for drinking. You know, if you cook it, if you use, let's say, you you had a um, you had a kettle or on yantif or whatever we call it, what are those things, an urn, a big urn that you prepared on yantif uh, for yantif, and or even if you're heating up the water on yantif, if it's raw to drink from, you might have tea or coffee with it, and you want to use a little bit for your feet, then it's okay. But you can't do it just for your feet. Like he doesn't say, you know, whole to this, you know, basil says you're allowed to. That you're, he says you're allowed, like we say. Then the Mishnah says you're allowed to make a big fire, like a bonfire, and warm up opposite that. But it doesn't say here it's Beshami Yisrael. You see, Beshami says you can't warm up water for your feet, but you could, but you, unless it's royal drink, Beshami says you're allowed. Then he says you're allowed to make a whole a fire. Who's that? Iboilu. Hi, Madur, Manka. Who said the Madur? Dibriakoli. Is there a coin to be in Beshami? Beshami makes a difference between Anol, Chol, Gubel, Chodos, Evreachad. In other words, it says, That's ochel nefesh. In other words, it's improving your whole body. So Bishami says, oh, if you're warming up your whole body, then maybe they're all some order. For one, for one leg or one hand, you can't warm up food. But if you warm up your whole body, then it's okay. Or maybe it's Beisul who said it. Bishami makes a difference between one limb and the entire body. And therefore, the last part of the mission is Basil, not Bishami. Says the mission, three things like Bishami, and we don't pass them. We pass them. What is that? You don't store hot food like you do for Shabbos. Before, when Yantif is, you, know, you don't store it for, for the following day for Shabbos. You don't store it. You don't do that. Because it's like you're obviously preparing for Shabbos. So the Gemara is going to say, well, did you make an air of Shilin or not? So the Ainz open us up in Arbiyanta. Presumably, this is like he had a candelabra that, was, uh, that fell down. Can you pick it back up? The Gemara will talk about, tomorrow's Gemara will talk about that. Speaking about it made out of parts, and it's a question of bona, because it's, like, it's like building. But Basil disagrees. Basil says you're allowed to because Ain Binyan Mikhailim. That's there's no Binyan. Binyan is only construction of a building, not of. of, uh, of uh, Containers or uh, things like that, or they ain't open pot and greets. And also, you can't make large loaves like what we would call our regular chalav. Well, you can't do that on Yantif. Elorik can just make wafers. In other words, you don't. Need to, it's too much work making the braiding and making them big, etc. Elorik, omulo, 
So uh, I skipped line. Okay, Omar of Melil, me main shall be Samir Melil says, even my father, Lahoya Ofen Patan greets an Alkan. He only made the small waves. Omelo, Manas of the Wording do for your father, Shay Machmir al Atzman, they were Machmir for themselves. Your father was a special, he was Machmir himself, even though the halacha wasn't that way, and he was making for Abri Israel. Leo's Ofen Patan greets him for Cretan, that they would make, uh, that they allowed the Jews to make large chalas, Vacharin. Also, those are large, uh, thick cakes that they, they, they built, they made on the fire, like they roasted them, whatever. They grilled them. So this is new or Michael. So we'll see the Gemara. We'll pick up here tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem, Hechidami, the Gemara. But you see over here that we was machmer like Beshami in three aspects, and Basil was Michael, and we go like Basil, you're allowed to do those things on Yantav. The Gemara will talk about uh, tomorrow about this uh, mission tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. All right, tomorrow's 7 o'clock. And. Um, Normal time on Tuesday, normal back to our regular time at 5.30.